Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk the climate change diet, the habits of the thin, sleep coaching, and more. Stay tuned. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, Fit Club. Yeah, welcome Fit Clubbers. We are back. Damage a little Cardi B. Feeling good. <laughs> Anyways, guys, my name is Saka Smith, joined by my lovely co-host... You need to turn it up a little bit. Right? <laughs> uh, what's up, y'all? My name is TK Trinidad. You can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. Yeah, we were off last week. How you doing? Were we off last week? Yeah. Oh, it's all blurred. <laughs> um, I'm good. How are you doing? Good. I noticed that you're not so good. You're wearing clothing today. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I, kind of my post-election blues. You know, we didn't have quite the wave that I thought they would have uh, in the House and the Senate. But, you know, things kind of balance so let themselves me, out. Let me, let, me, let me get this straight. So because <laughs> elections was like just I, uh, you decided to put clothes on. Yeah, you, you gotta. You have to be uh, real excited and optimistic and happy. Oh, to... so were you excited for that story post you put up? That Y'all was go check out. That was yesterday. Shaka's story within the last twenty four hours. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a surprise. Yeah, thirst traps only go up when I'm super optimistic. No, this is a super, super duper. You were super, <laughs> super excited in this thirst trap. It was oh ridiculous. God, I feel one. like you know he's like my brother, and that was like too much. I couldn't. I just it was it was a shock. So go and check. What's your social so people will uh, know? Oh, oh, Shaka strong, but the DM said otherwise. Yeah. Uh, anyways. <laughs> so... But we have a, uh, a good slate of stories. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> uh, the first story is uh, the habits of the thin. And so I guess we'll go over some of these habits talk, and see what you do, what I do. Mm-hmm. And we'd love to hear from you guys who are out there. We have the chat open. We do. So uh, <laughs> GK's going to bring that chat right up. <laughs> and uh, hopefully Shade we'll... is real tonight. <laughs> okay, okay, got it, got it. Uh, but please share with us if you guys have any habits that you guys go by and if you want uh, some feedback on them. But uh, five habits. One was living near the gym. They actually found that if you were within about half a mile of the gym, that that meant that you were going to have a lower body weight. And so, Facts. Yeah. And so I, I found that myself because I live about maybe a mile away from the gym. But when I moved closer to the gym, I was there every single day. It was just too easy. Uh, yeah, I can run to – I have several gyms. I have an LA Fitness I can run to, CrossFit gym I can run to, my yoga spa. If I, if I feel like you know doing an extra, extra walk, it's fairly close. It takes about eight minutes to get there. Yeah. So I'm in yoga every day, um, and there's a park next to me. I've decided to run from my house. There's not, if you leave early enough, it's less traffic. So, yeah, that's for sure where it's more conducive for you to do things than you're going to do it. But it's also like getting out of bed. Yeah, and then a little expensive, but I feel like some of these gyms have such great deals now, like 24-hour fitness. And LA, I know people LA with multiple memberships. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I have a multiple. It, there's so I'm gonna let you in on those secrets. Yeah. Well, what do you pay for all those memberships? I'm well. Um, LA Fitness at yeah. one point, uh, I'm, I'm paying $10 a month, but that oh, was a long time ago. But LA Fitness has great deals. Um, if you do travel, they're pretty much all over the place. They're one of the reasons why I stick I stick with that membership. There's one in Toronto. Um, with the CrossFit gyms or even a lot of those boutique type stuff. If you have any, this is where skills come into play. If you're good at social media, if you're, you know, you can offer some type of service to that gym, yeah. they'll usually discount it for you. So yeah. one point, one of my CrossFit gyms that I had uh, did was doing CrossFit maybe a couple of years ago, I was helping with their social media yeah. and editing their pictures. So for that, then I was able to, I think I was paying like $40 a month. Yeah, and you don't have to be a mega influencer. They really do appreciate people that are just constantly there and posting on their behalf. Yeah, so. it's not, yeah, no, for the social media, it's about po- it's posting for them. Yeah, yeah. Because some gyms don't have the time. Yeah. So if you actually learn that skill, then now you become valuable to whatever gym. Yeah. Um, at yoga studios, I know they definitely have trade services too, mm-hmm. where you can volunteer for four hours and now you get unlimited yoga. Yeah. So there's the, there's so many options. So if you if the 
price is an issue, there's yeah. different ways. And then good old outdoors. Even in cold yeah. weather, you can do stuff. Yeah, so. but I would say set your price, go to the gym, tell them what you want to pay, and see if they'll they'll, they'll oh, figure yeah. out a way around it for oh, you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely hold to, to your price because you don't want to go bankrupt. Yeah. That's never good. Um, and the second habit was people that fidget a lot. Of course, they found this was like more genetic, but if you find yourself sedentary, you should do your best. I don't know if the fidget spinner counts, but they did oh. find that we are now burning on average 111 calories less than we did before things like the dishwasher, the washing machine, cars. So all this automation has led us, um, led us to burn less calories. Yeah. So you're saying to fidget. I don't know about me, but I, I don't know about what other people are doing, but when I'm at work and I'm sitting for a long period of time, I make sure I stand up a lot and mm-hmm. kind of get some good movement. Yeah, it's definitely like I... I don't use a dishwasher. I refuse to. Well, <laughs> you refuse to. You don't have one. <laughs> well, I have more shade. I have a dishwasher, but I grew up without a dishwasher, yeah. and my parents we always just wash dishes, so it's so ingrained in me. Plus, I don't have like a big family. I'm just cooking for myself. It's one dish. It's usually one pan. Like it's not that serious. That's why I avoid doing the overload stuff because I don't want to do those dishes. So I usually um, do like wash my dishes on my like by myself. Like there's just. I mean, you have to make that conscious decision. And I think, too, the reason why it's gone down, decreased in calories is that we're on our phone. Yeah. We're on our phone way more often. Like, I could find myself, I'm, I, even after working out, I'll spend a good eight minutes on my phone, eight to ten minutes on my yeah. phone, like, just doing stuff. And you're productive, but you're not actually moving. Yes. Yeah. So you can't, you know, so what I suggest, I mean, maybe you could be, you know, can agree or disagree, like, lazy man cardio. So in addition to the workout, if you need to, like, watch a program or if you need to, then why not just go to the gym and watch it? Yeah, exactly. I try to do that if I'm going to watch a sports game. And yeah. That, that always kind of backfires because sports is so long sometimes, <laughs> It's like, whoa, this cardio is intense. Yeah. But I try to park really far from, like, a store when I can't – I don't know why people will fight and fight over the closest parking space when there's, like, so many parking spaces further away. Yeah, I always park far away because I just don't – well, one, because when you're getting out, it's a whole issue, too. So I I just avoid it at all costs. Yeah, and then taking the stairs versus the elevator. So those are kind of tips that people can just slightly change your activity to make sure you're getting that burn. Um, The third one was spicy food. They find that people that are thinner um, tend to have a a lot more spicy food, and a lot of evidence has been shown that capsaicin can help with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And they found that people that were – Eating spicy food seven times a week, we're fourteen percent less likely to be to die of any cause. I don't know about that one because I don't like spicy food. Like I inherently do not. So curry and jerk and that I, kind of stuff. Well, you can do curry. You can have super mild curry, and yeah. there's mild jerk. Oh, okay. So some of the other spices were cumin, ginger, turmeric, oregano. Oh and yeah, I don't so, consider those spicy. Yeah, but in, okay. in, in um, with the curry, you're gonna get tons yeah. of turmeric. Okay, in that case, then fine. Yeah. But like the the hot stuff, I inherit yeah. like I can't, and people just want to take away my Western name card. But I can't, <laughs> yeah, I can't, what? I can't handle the spicy. No stuff. scotch bonnet for you. No. <laughs> No, no. Y'all don't know what it is. Go and try some and then come back. <laughs> but, um, yeah, all these different spices, cumin, ginger, capsaicin, they also help with your insulin response as well, and they're strong anti-inflammatories. Well, I think any spices, like if you think about, like, fast food compared to, you know, food that's prepared or a food that you prepare for yourself, you're adding all those spices. Yeah. A lot of fast food stuff, you often have to, if you go to, like, an olive garden, I don't know why you're still going, but if you go to <laughs> an olive garden, you have to add spices to it. Yeah. So it's better if you cook stuff or you get something that's a little bit above, you know, the price range to get really great food, to yeah. get those spices in there. And um, what was the, and the, the, another, another factor was living in a big city. Uh, so they find that people that live in a big city, greater, um, a million 
people or greater mm-hmm. were also had a lower risk of obesity as well. Really? I find that, I would say that's the opposite though. Well, they found that people had more food security, um, if, if the cities were tend to be a little bit more walkable, mm-hmm. uh, but they did find that in certain urban communities, the Harvard study founded, uh, found in certain urban communities that children were actually not getting, they were getting worse food as a result. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they target, well, not they, but there's certain areas they have the food deserts yeah. where, you know, the, the kids can't get the food, so you go with the best option or the cheaper option, option, all that stuff. But I would think, like, in the Midwest and stuff where stuff is further away that you're forced to, yeah. you know, be active and you're not as... Um, there, there's less stuff to do, but there's still more stuff to do. If that makes I, sense. I think they're not, but they're probably not getting the messages that people in the big cities get about oh. healthy food. Oh yeah, you know, so so they're not getting inundated by oh, buy organic and inundated by you know the well, latest food trend. Well, we're definitely lucky here in LA. I was telling you yeah. about the cauliflower rice that now yeah. is in like cauliflower rice was a big thing. What maybe five years ago? Yeah, where you had to make it from scratch, get the cauliflower, get the food processor. Now you can buy it frozen, frozen in the bag. In the bag at the and I don't, I doubt it's anywhere else, but like places like L.A. where These it's very cities, conscious. Yeah. But yeah, I got like four packs of that, and um, I split it into three. And you can make whatever, and it actually tastes like rice. And it's good for you and healthy. And it's good yeah. for you, and it's healthy, Low and it counts carbs, as a vegetable. Yeah. And, it, you know, there's so many options. Um, so definitely big city stuff. But, again, uh, being in L.A., we're definitely more um, privileged if you run – I don't know the word it's privileged, but if you run in those circles, yeah. you, you feel forced to stay healthy <laughs> yeah, in, right. a, in a healthy way. Yeah. Depending on the circles you're running. <laughs> and, and, of, and of course, they said um, higher elevation is another habit. Uh, people in Colorado have the lowest um, obesity rate, mm-hmm. and they find that people are on average of 7.5% 7, 7. less obese. Yeah, they're leaner. Yeah. The dude's there. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's another story. Yeah, they're so um, – they're, like, big and lean. It's very it's very great. Well, yeah, I mean <laughs> – <laughs> They're thinking Shout it might out. have something to do with the oxygen you know in that. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> they think it might have something to do with the oxygen and the fact that the oxygen is lower and then it requires more metabolic work for your body. Uh, so pretty much you might want to live in Colorado about a half Facts. mile away from the gym, <laughs> um, 1.24 miles away from fast food. They found that if you live 1.24 miles away from fast food, you're less likely to eat that as well. I honestly think here, this is, this is uh, I have a guilty, a guilty pleasure as with a almond frappuccino at Starbucks. And then as I was walking out today, I, like, I saw my salad profile. I'm like, yeah, we're not going to Starbucks today. <laughs> like, I mean, there are certain things that where I think when you hit a certain weight or a certain look that you don't like, you subconsciously yeah. stop looking at those areas. And you obviously need to take a hard look in the mirror and not necessarily condemn yourself, yeah. but actually acknowledge what you want versus, you know, what you don't want and actually make the effort. Because... Starbucks is a choice. Yeah, it's not like I don't need it. Like I don't need it to like. I mean, unless you want to sponsor me, but I don't need. I don't need it to live. Yeah. But yet, still, it's like you know this nice thing that I can do. But if I want to look this way, then I need to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of those mental games. That and you realizing play, so. it's not like. It, it, the in, the change can be incremental, you know. Right. If you really want to, you can go from a venti to a tall, you know. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be an overnight. Oh crazy yeah, I do big that change. too. I, yeah. I, I do that thing where it's just like, okay, well, if you really want it, then just have a small one and call it a day. But yeah. it doesn't give the same uh, LA effect. I feel you need a large Starbucks <laughs> yeah, right? drink. It's sipping small, it while you're on spice. your phone. Yeah, no, we don't do. No, <laughs> no that's not you. No. I mean. <laughs> That's not when I'm going to talk about that. But yeah, I feel like it's the thing to do. It's very yeah. LA esque, but yeah. <laughs> um, and then the next story we got to talk about is the climate change diet, which I think is such an interesting way because really this is like everyone go vegan. But um, but you know, a lot of times you talk to people about 
doing something for their health and that doesn't resonate. Mm -hmm. But people will say, oh, climate change, oh, I want to be doing something good for the environment, and they might actually um, be more likely to do something if they feel it's not related to their own health. Right. Um, so the climate change diet is real. Mm -hmm. um, they say by 2050 that we might exceed the boundaries of what is safe, livable space oh, on Earth if we continue at the pace we're continuing uh -huh. at. Um, looks like 78% of agricultural emissions are coming from cows and are really detrimental mm -hmm. to the atmosphere. So really what it's about is replacing a lot of the, the cow, the red meat, because apparently cows are a really big factor in our atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, you know what, flexitarian is a way to go. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're not, you don't have to completely go vegan or eliminate all your meat. And I didn't realize that there's so many variations among, uh, amongst flexitarians. I didn't even know what... Flexitarian? Yeah, I didn't even know there was a definition exactly for flexitarians. Uh -huh. But if you're a new flexitarian, apparently 26 ounces or less of uh, meat a week. It's like a new flexitarian. If you're an advanced flexitarian, you're going to be having 9 to 14 meatless meals a week and having 18 ounces or less. And if you're an expert flexitarian, you'll be having 15 meatless meals or more with 9 ounces a week or less of red meat. So I think that's pretty reasonable. I mean, I I honestly think, and, you know, it could be conspiracy theory, like they're pushing people to have in the beginning of the having meat with every meal. Like, I remember yeah. when I've had trainers and even in college and, you know, through different sports stuff, people were like, oh, well, you have to have meat with every meal and you have to do this and you have to... I was watching a, build, a bodybuilding... Um, the, by the way, the Ronnie Coleman bodybuilding... Um, it's called The King on Netflix. Definitely watch it. It's an inspirational story. If you don't know who Ronnie Coleman is, he's like this bodybuilder. He's been in the game oh, forever. Oh, he can barely walk. He can barely yeah. walk. He's on crutches. But his story, I didn't know he was a cop. And just the bodybuilding thing. And then they, then there's no one called Pumping Iron 2 where they talk about the female bodybuilders. It's a whole thing. Pumping Iron 2. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I fell into the rabbit hole <laughs> on the weekend. But definitely check that out. Um, but it's just one of those things where you can you can live off of, you know, having, you know, maybe you have um, meat um, in one meal. Yeah. for the day like you don't need to have meat every single meal mm -hmm. and I definitely at one point in my life I was taught well you need to have meat with every meal so you have to have bacon and the eggs and you have to do this and you have to do that and that's not the case I feel so much better but you have to be in tune with your body yeah and, you know, if somebody is giving you their opinion, they can only really give you your, their opinion, but you have to listen to your body and see what works for you. So yeah. meat might be great for you, but not necessarily that much. Yeah. But if you're into saving the planet and you want, you want to claim oh, that, you know, you're the on... Guilt shame, no, guilt, well, the guilt trick. No, okay. but I do think at least I met a lot of people in L.A. that are, like, environmentalists, mm. but they just can't make that leap to going vegan. But... I think way more people are now. Well, no, I think even kids. The the trend too is kids. Like I know a lot of people's kids. Uh, my eyelash lady, Shelby, <laughs> her son's vegan. Yeah. And that was a choice on his, like, she's not even vegan. Well, yeah, because I think kids are being more exposed to the fact that it's a thing. Right. Uh, but I, I do think there's a lot of, I know a lot of people that want to go vegan because they care about the planet and the animals. Yeah. But they just are, they're like, vegans are bridge too far right now. Yeah. But I but never said. do vegetarian. But I, I never said flexitarian. Because I, I, I didn't know that there was a definition and say, oh, have X amount of meals mm -hmm. or less per week. So I think it's good that people have these options and there's, like, metrics they can use to kind yeah. of go by. I mean, you don't have to have chicken every day. I have a friend, yeah. she gave up everything but fish. I was on that, like, two years ago as I was just having fish. Um, you can have, and it's not necessarily a hard and fast thing. Like, yeah. if you're a vegetarian and then once a year, I know people once a year on Thanksgiving, that's the only time they have turkey. Turkey, yeah. so you know you're also taking a chance because your body might, might you know turn like... turn on you. But you know if that's your thing, nobody's holding a gun to your head that if you go vegan or if you go vegetarian, this is it yeah. for the rest of your life. Yeah. If you slip up and you have some wings, 
nobody's gonna die. Like it's it's okay. Yeah, and so, I think that's important if you're gonna stick to it. If you have to have grace for yourself and yeah. meet yourself where you're at in terms yeah. of you know if you if you fall off the horse, you get back up and yeah. You, you know, if you're stressing out and you need some ice cream and yeah. you don't do it every night, it's like once a year. Yeah. Then like knock yourself out. It's really not that serious. Yeah. No, nobody's dying here. <laughs> well, I mean, you might if you, if you keep it up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, another uh, another story about dehydration. I didn't realize that dehydration might be actually tied to your length of sleep. So they found that if you are... And lots of alcohol. And they, <laughs> that too. Um, they looked at 20,000 adults, and they found that if you're getting less than six hours of sleep, you might actually be at more of a risk for dehydration. Because apparently... What helps keep you hydrated and make you hydrate efficiently is a, a chemical called va- vasopressin, mm-hmm. which is released more heavily towards the end of your sleep cycle. And so if you're getting less than six, you're probably not getting to that, you're not getting that big release. Uh, so they do recommend, <laughs> I know what that face was, but they do recommend uh, if you're getting less than six hours, kind of waking up and having a lot of water to right. make yourself feel right. Um, do you find that you're dehydrated? I have... Uh loved I've been drinking a gallon of water every day for the last week and a half going into two weeks I go to this it's I'm so LA now I guess I go to this water spot the lady knows me and then they have like the water where they have like blessings you can do love water prosperity water yeah it's in the valley it's a thing Um, it might just be you know water from the pipe I don't know (laughs) but it's I've established a routine where after yoga so I do like half a day so I start you know at one and drink it until I finish yoga the next day, and then I refill it, and I feel amazing. Do you drink in the morning as you when you wake up? I drink. Uh, I yeah, I finish off that gallon before yoga. Okay. So then when I get to yoga, mm-hmm. then I f- refill it again. Um, but it's amazing, like the the, my, the way my skin feels, my, my joints don't ache anymore. Um, so with that, I think if you're getting the the gallon of water and the sleep. I mean, the, the sleep thing is, you have people telling you you should do eight hours, you have people who are surviving off of four. I honestly think it really de- just depends on your body. Yeah. If you're functioning and there's no ailments and, you know, in the long run, you're not feeling sleep deprived and you're not feeling like you can go off of four hours legitimately and you're happy and you're not yeah. crashing. Well, no, of then, course, yeah. Some people genetically are predisposed. Right. But they're saying if you wake up, like, and you and you feel super tired and you've had less than six, it might just be you're dehydrated. Right. Yeah. So that's, well, then... Beyond the sleep thing, get that. The, I, it's the gallon of water, and I, I feel douchey because now yeah. I'm carrying a gallon of water with me every day, like yeah. those you know bodybuilders. But um, it's amazing because yeah. it also forces me to drink that gallon because yeah. I'm carrying it. Yeah, because I didn't know about this before, but I started putting um, water by my bedside so I could drink it as soon as I woke up. Oh in yeah, the morning. I always have water by my bedside. But I think I was getting less than six hours of sleep, waking mm-hmm. up feeling dehydrated, but not really knowing that it was because of the oh, hours okay. of sleep I was having. Gotcha. And so that's why I put it there. But now I'm going to be a little bit more mindful. and I'm going to see if I get more than six if I don't feel quite as thirsty. Cause, oh. But that's what they're saying. So well, you know, I mean, different strokes for different folks. Yeah, There's so, so much stuff. If you have the time to get some sleep and you find you waking up dehydrated, get more than six and see if it works for you. And I then guess. also, also, if you, and this is, well, I mean, if you have kids, power to you, you can do this. But also plan out your day. I find that um, when I take note of when I sleep and when I wake up and how many hours a day that I'm actually active yeah. um, versus, oh, I'm going to, like, take a nap here. It's not necessarily a luxury, but sometimes I might squeeze in a 20. If I, if I have to do that, then I'm looking back at, like, my sleep patterns mm. and consciously making that effort to get the best out of myself every hour of the day to be productive. So that's another thing, too, that you can look at. I think a lot of us, myself included, included go sometimes, you know, weeks, months, where you're just in this, you're just 
going by the book. Yeah. And you don't realize the time yeah. that's passed. So yeah. definitely take that, you know, awareness, self-awareness. And we have the, uh, the age-old debate uh, to discuss about whether or not you should work out in the morning or work out in the evening Just or the afternoon. Out. When do you work out? Um, every, so I, so my, again, <laughs> LA, um, I find that, uh, when I get up, it's a little hard, like sometimes it's hard or I might start my routine and everything else falls out of the wayside. So what I do now is I actually get up and I run 20 minutes for the day. I started off with like, cause I'm trying to get my mile time down, which is another thing, <laughs> but I run like 20 minutes for the day and then I do all my other work. So it's Spanish, uh, like all these things that I want to do and I actually find I'm more productive and more successful at getting that chunk of my improving my life yeah. part done, and then I start work. Yeah, and, and that's what they're saying. They're saying it's better. And I, I found the same thing, except it can be hard initially just to get up and do well, it. it depends on what time you're getting up. Yeah, and so it can be hard. But now it's daylight savings time, so this is great. Oh, yeah, uh, because, I'm up at like 4.30. Yeah, the light is out now. Um, but they're saying, one, you make better choices because mm-hmm. you start off the day with the workout. You don't want to kind of ruin what you've done. Um, you're going to get better sleep. They found that people that worked out in the morning versus people that worked out at night, because when you work out at night, your body's still active, more adrenaline. Mm. Um, that I, mean, I you're don't gonna know. Be, well, they're saying that you, you still have that, like, hype from the workout so that it might be harder to get to sleep. Unless you get a really crazy workout and that's all you want to do. Have well, you ever yeah, done that they, workout where you, you have a choice? You, you get home and you have a, you're so tired, you have a choice of either sleeping, taking a shower, or eating. And, like, you, like, your body's, like, picked. I would say, but that workout is so rare, and I'm pushing myself to such a limit that even when I'm in the gym, I know that's going to happen when I get home. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? But on average, if I'm just, you know, light workout, just kind of maintain, get in in for a quick 30 and come home, then I am a little bit more, like, I'm buzzing because Mm -hmm. my mind is sort of activated now. I mean, just as... Get it in. <laughs> yeah. And they do say that, yeah, don't don't not go if it's the nighttime. You're like, oh, I don't want to go. No, right. still get it in. That's way better than not doing it yeah. at all. Yeah, because I actually do um, a sit-up routine. I started to impl- like um, put in a lot of stuff that I did when I was running track. Yeah. Um, and I used to do like 500 sit-ups a night. So I actually am now doing a sit-up routine. And I find that actually... Um, prepares me for my like it's become a routine so now it's a nighttime routine that my body starts shutting off uh so kind slowing of knows, down yeah. like okay this is this is the last hurrah uh, we're about to slow it down so i find that's really helpful too uh and then they said you know it helps low, lower blood, blood pressure that people that worked out in the morning have lower blood pressure than people that worked out in the evenings uh they've uh, you get a better mood boost from working out in the morning and uh that the rest of your day just tends to be a little bit more ordered because you've that's worked down true. the morning, so yeah, that my morning run has definitely put me on a better um, mind frame. Like it, it usually takes me like to the mid afternoon, not mid afternoon, but mid morning to kind of like, okay, I'm gonna get all this stuff done. And with that run, I literally get so much stuff done within the first two hours of my day yeah. that it's just kind of like I sometimes find myself like, oh, okay, like what do I? <laughs> I have time now, which is weird. So that that um, and it doesn't have to be long. Yeah. I was speaking to one girl; she looks ph- phenomenal. Shout out to Olivia; she's on uh, Grey's Anatomy, and um, she does just a like a, a, a push up, sit up, and lunge routine at her house. Oh, nice! And she six pack, three kids. Wow, kind of hating, but <laughs> she that's what she does, and she's doing she's doing well with that. Too, yeah, so. th- yeah. It doesn't have to be like you're going to this gym or like super intense. You mm-hmm. know, I would just for people out there that are kind of just looking to start, just start simple. You know, mm-hmm. I, I tell people just ten push ups and ten squats, and yeah. that's it. Just, just to get yourself, yeah. That's the key. Uh, and, of course, now uh, we've had a lot of sleep stories. One of the big questions now is, should you fire your personal trainer and hire a sleep coach? Have you ever considered doing that? 
No. Okay, I don't know. You're in LA. You, you've, been, you've been dabbling in all the LA things. So, um, uh, I honestly think, though, um, tracking it, they have apps. Uh, I know one guy who actually pays for this app where the alarm goes off, but it's like a natural alarm, so it's yeah. not the ringing of it. Yeah, it's just jarring you. Yeah, awake. so he pays for that app and actually tracks my watch that I got. Shout out to Garmin, uh, the Vivo Active. Yeah. It tracks my sleep, mm. um, so I kind of know like how much like REM I'm getting, all this other stuff, and. Um, I know when I'm getting good sleep because it shows like it. If I have a string of days where it kind of sucks, yeah. and could attribute it to the sleep. But, but so like, what's the sleep coach supposed to be doing? Well, so basically, they found over a 12 week study these people that got a sleep coach um, were able to. Are they tucking them in? Are they cute? Well, <laughs> maybe that's that's the question. Well, they're, they're advising them about alcohol. They're advising them about electronics. So they're setting up the rooms for them. They're helping. They're they're eliminating all their bad habits and right. putting them on a optimal sleep pattern yeah and but doesn't everybody know the bad habits like you technically you shouldn't have a tv well, in there you shouldn't you shouldn't be watching you should like 20 minutes before or 30 minutes before you should be on I, your phone i think nine out of ten people also know the same thing for the gym too no i don't know about the tucking in but i think nine out of ten people also know the same thing for the gym I but mean, they still need a personal trainer to motivate them to do it if it and was so, somebody cute no, I, mean, I don't think this guy's like necessarily at your house, but he might be. Oh. Like, but you might meet I with him. I would take the guy to my house. <laughs> but you might meet with him at Denver. lunch. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would. No, but you might meet with him and he might say, you know, he, he's someone to be accountable to. Did, right. did you take off your electronics? Did you do these things by 10 o'clock? And they found that it raises your medical, uh, at least in the study, the metabolic threshold was raised by 29.8% mm-hmm. and people lost 17.2% body fat. So. That's pretty big. You know? I mean, that that's an idea. If you're uh, of uh, there's masses of people that are drawn to you because of your looks, I, that's yeah. very politically correct. Then that might be a gig you might want to oh, get right. into. <laughs> and they and all- then tucking in as like an additional service. <laughs> that's really nice. If somebody tucks you in, like remember when you were oh, a kid, of course, yeah. Somebody tucks you in I'd and pay it's for that. warm and it's all this other stuff, and you wear like nice like pajamas or whatever. And it's a nice bed. But if like, you start asking them to dress up like your parents, it gets a little bit weird. But, but uh, yeah, let's not do that. That took a left turn quickly. But, uh, <laughs> But, yeah, they, they found – and then another thing they found is some of the coaches are advising patients um, or clients how to eat because apparently if you have high-protein meals, right before you go to sleep, the mm. body then release a lot more human growth hormone mm. during your nighttime because apparently 70% of the HGH we get gets secreted during sleep. And so high-protein meals right before actually boost that. Mm. So I think there's also ways to eat that will optimize sleep that a lot of us don't know that I'm still in the dark about, yeah. still learning and finding out. I don't know. I mean, I just try to – Definitely get my water in. That's you, my main thing. You don't do your big meal because I do my big meals at night. You do your big meals when? Um, I typically do my big meals uh, in the middle of the day. Middle of the day. But they're not big meal like they're not big meals per se. They're not like the West Indian plate of stuff. Yeah. Um, they're usually like I had cauliflower fried rice and um, like a soy chicken. Like, yeah. And then I had the fried rice again for for dinner, which was at. Five. Yeah, I've been I've been doing the intermittent fasting thing, and that has been working really well for me of late. Um, I've been doing a little cryo and infrared sauna, uh-huh. so that's been helping to double down on those things. <laughs> um, the so, intermittent fasting's really good. There's a yeah. lot of people who've who've done it. The Rock does it. Uh, yeah. Terry Crews does it. Um, I I find it keeps it keeps you from grazing. Yeah. Like, and especially if you know the meal you're going to have, because like I have these massive meals. But the funny part is, I, I'm looking forward to that massive meal because I'm like starving essentially. Right. But sometimes I'll have like I'll have like three, two to three bowls of like tofu and chorizo and this mm-hmm. and that. Sometimes after the one bowl though, I'm full and mm-hmm. I'll fall asleep before I can get to bowl number two or three. Right. And so 
I'm, I'm actually losing a lot of weight that way because I'm not even getting to eat all the food that I want to eat because I feel full a, a lot earlier sometimes. Yeah, yeah, this, that, that happens to me too. But yeah, I find with the intermittent fasting, it's that helps because I start eating at one. Yeah. Because the run kind of gets me into play to do everything else I want to do, yeah. and then by the time I get to the meal, because I don't like to go stuff. Yeah. So I like either stuff like I'll either buy something where it's like already prepared or I'll cook it myself. Like I don't want like a oh I'm running out getting boiled. Like I don't want that. Yeah. Like I, if I'm gonna eat, then I want to eat something that I'm gonna like, I'm gonna enjoy, and you know there's time put into it. So yeah. I usually wait until mid afternoon for that. Yeah. So well, hopefully we we um, provided some tips and tricks to to keep the weight off and stay um, stay fit. If you guys have any questions or comments, let us know in on our YouTube comments or go to our iTunes. Give us five stars. We appreciate it. We really love it. Uh, but I think I think we're done for the day. Yeah. Shout out to Bella my hair <laughs> nice um, we'll be back next week with a special guest oh. um, so we'll be announcing that uh, on Twitter is Fit he from Cl- Denver <laughs> Fit Club uh, BHL <laughs> so uh, guys check us out there um, but thank you for joining us again my name is Shaka you. Smith you can find me on Twitter Instagram and Snapchat at Shaka Strong my name is TK Trinidad you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad definitely recommend you follow me big news is a coming what yes okay. network news nice Ooh. okay so definitely follow that <laughs> we'll see you guys next week ciao from executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagramming, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the views of PHL or the owners or principals.